Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trap Draw. Before we get into today's episode, I want to thank our sponsor, DraftKings. Golf is back. That's right. We have a full weekend of golf ahead of us. And even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash winnings don't have to be. To add to the excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. I'll tell you about that in just one second. TC, mm. give me give me a couple flyers. I need a couple flyers this weekend. Forget about the PGA Tour. I want to talk about <laughs> KFT the flyers. Corn Ferry Tour. We got, we got Hudson Swafford in the field. We got Luke List in the field. We got, we, we got all sorts of PGA Tour pros. Chris Baker, um, Lee Hodges is coming off a heater up at Sea Island. Uh, I don't know. You tell me. You, you caddied in the, in the uh, qualifier today. Do you know what they were saying? Apparently, Harris English is flushing the ball. Well, I know he's not in the Corn Ferry event this weekend, but uh, keep your eye on that for the Colonial. Yeah. Listen, nobody likes Harris English more than me. I labeled him too big to fail like six years ago. Apparently, the big guy's flushing it right now. So uh, that was the only piece of intel I got. <laughs> so uh, head to the app right now. Check out all that they have to offer, including player props, day-by-day action, and even hole-by-hole live betting. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and a reliable betting app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your own convenience. Um, and if Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, don't forget about the DraftKings Fantasy app, which will be running a huge fantasy golf contest this weekend with a $1 million top prize up for grabs. So once again, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code NLU to claim your sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's right. All new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code NLU when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT tc i know you got those numbers in your uh <laughs> no, i'm, I'm going joking. ruffles 80 to one <laughs> there we ruffles go 80 to one. there we go uh i'm gonna throw it to mr jeezy and we'll uh we'll talk to you guys on the other side Oh, thank you, Mr. Jeezy. Um, gosh, I TC, I'm bursting with energy today. Uh, this is uh, for for folks who, well, nobody would be aware, but we want to do a preview each week, and we want to make it inclusive. I think of all golf everywhere, at least the professional tours, but hopefully not too much golf. And the real key is like to not do too much golf. Like uh, really, probably not talk about. It golf that much at all like we may have already covered our golf quota <laughs> for the preview i want to i want to get into locales i want to get into you know the things that make 
Dallas, Fort Worth, the Plex, uh, what it is. Randy, it feels like we're we're you know 26, 2015, 2016, trap draws getting off the ground. We're talking Harris English. It's a throwback. I know. That's well, I think that's that's the goal with these. You know, we had we used to have a ton of fun writing up those previews. Um, and I think we our our motivating thought was, you know, gosh the fun of those previews was kind of the ancillary stuff around the golf. And so talking about the strip clubs in Tampa, exactly, exactly. Barbecue scene in Fort Worth, the hibachi in uh, Hilton head. Precisely. So our goal is to roll that out. Uh, So this is our first, I I don't know what we'll call it. I don't know if it needs to be called anything, Um, but we're previewing, uh, we're previewing the golf action. And of course the PGA tour is in, Fort Worth, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the Plex for the Colonial, the Charles Schwab Challenge. Did I get that right? It's a challenge. It's a challenge this year. Um, And the Corn Ferry Tour is right here in our backyard at Dyes Valley, which is uh, the other course at TPC, the one that probably nobody has ever seen before. Which is great. It's a great course. I love, especially the front nine. Mm -hmm. Big fan of the front nine. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, and I think we're going to have a special guest, uh, uh, a Plex expert. Even. A metroplexual, if a, you will. A true metroplexual in every sense of the word. The commish. He is the commish. <laughs> a, man who, a man who needs no introduction, though, we'll probably give him one anyway. Yeah. He, uh, he is the commish. So, first things first. Yeah, please. You caddied today. Oh, my gosh. In the Corn Ferry. Uh, Qualifier. I didn't realize there was two sites. I kept looking at, at Palencia thinking, God, like they're not updating these scores. And then I realized there was a whole other eagle landing site. It, it's an absolute sweepstakes. 132 guys at each course for four spots from each course. Four spots from each one. Yeah, okay. so eight total. Um, so I made my professional caddying debut. Yeah. Uh, we got well, how much rain did we get yesterday? Like four inches. <laughs> like at least that. I was thinking maybe like six or eight. The course was. I was amazed. We were like I was amazed the course was playable. Uh, we had a nine thirty tee time. I was caddying for my guy Will Grimmer, who shout out Williams Meadow in Cincinnati, Ohio. Grew up a few houses uh, away from my parents. Did he go to the Marymount School? Of course, he went to the Marymount School. Yeah, fellow graduates of the Marymount School. And uh, he's down here. He has conditional status on the Corn Ferry Tour, but you know, with the rejiggering of schedules and whatnot, um, he's got to try to Monday in right now. So, I mean, shit. I feel like if you have full status on the Corn Ferry Tour, <laughs> it's still you're still probably an alternate. <laughs> I think John like Kyle Stanley's the first alternate for the for the event this week. Yeah, I, it's nuts. I, I think Jonathan Bird was playing in the Monday, the Corn Ferry Monday today. Yeah. Smiley Kaufman. Um, some, some big names. Yeah. Unbelievable. So Eagles Harbor, you know, like a good caddy, uh, I'd never seen the course in my life. So I was, of where, where is Eagle Harbor? Absolutely zero help strategically. It's down in an area I've never been to south of orange park, like Fleming, Fleming Island, Fleming Island. Um, yeah, you know, Jack, Jack is a big place. It looks exactly biggest biggest uh, city in the country. Yeah, and it look, and it all looks exactly the same, except for like downtown and the beaches are distinct. But yeah, other than that, you know, shopping centers and com- like gated communities. Yeah, you don't so. strike me as a big Mandarin <laughs> or yeah, Fruit Cove guy. Yeah. Um, 
so they were allowing caddies, obviously, no fans, of course. Um, they had each the, the scorecards were distributed in a sealed plastic bag because they didn't want anybody touching anybody else's scorecard, uh, including like the the rules official. Um, Do you have to touch the plastic bag though? Well, they handed it. The rules official was was gloved up, and he handed it directly to the player. Gotcha. So the player, you know, of course, touched his own. Um, I had a bag of little plastic wipes that I would <laughs> wipe down the flag each time I really touched it. Yeah, I mean, I tried. I mean, they wanted people to do this. Now, I don't think they were like hawking folks, um, but you know, in the spirit of I trying to do what they tell me to do. Um, no rules violations. I didn't incur any rules violations. I don't even think I got close to any rules violations, but that was more because I was staying out of the way. Were you any bunkers? uh, We were just on 18, greenside bunker on 18. So you raked? I raked. um, How'd you feel about your performance? I thought it was pretty good. It was so wet, though. You know, it's like really stiff. Uh, He, he, You know, you could hardly tell the footprints were in there. So my guy, uh, you know, if it was a U.S. Open, uh, Grimmer's right in it. I mean... uh, what do you make? Fourteen pars, three birdies, and he bogeyed eighteen. Um, that had to chap your ass a little bit. It did. You know, I'm I'm looking to break seventy. I I have a scoring average to to consider as a as a caddy. Uh, of course, you want to get in with a clean round. But got a little squirrely off the tee on eighteen, found the hazard, and uh, and made bogey. So you know, not 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 the ending we wanted. Uh, seventy though. Good number. I think when we left, you know, all the afternoon guys were still out there. The number for a playoff, I think, was seven under. So 65, uh, we would have needed. Drew Love. Unbelievable. How about he that? Might, he might be coming out of quarantine with a little motivation. Yeah. It, it might be statement to you, TC. <laughs> I'm, hey, Drew and I are straight, man. <laughs> I'm, not one of the, I'm not one of the comment wolves or whatever. Uh how would you assess Grimmer's game? He he strikes me as the type of player who, once he gets a card somewhere, is going to do really well building a four-round tournament together and kind of putting together a tournament. But he's never going to go out like these, – these qualifiers are insane. You have to go out and basically put the pedal all the way to the floor for 18 holes and just send it, right? Yeah, he, he, has, a, um, he has a game where I think the more difficult the setup, the more difficult the course is to his advantage – because he's so uh, consistent, and he's so he, he he's not hitting it, you know, three hundred plus. But man, it's fairways and greens, and you know, today it was a lot of fifteen to twenty five footers, unfortunately, and it's just hard to to make enough of those. Were you reading putts? I wasn't. At one time, he asked me about the grain, and I kind of like faked my way. That, yeah, I think it, yeah, like I kind of just agreed with what he thought. You're like, oh shit! I thought we were playing on a bent, dog. <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple of times, I was like, are you, are you, you know, do you feel good about your read? I, you know, I, I'm, only, I'm here to offer a second opinion. Um, I would never feel comfortable with the, uh, the, the diagnosis, if you will. So yeah, he like he's he's the classic. Um, you know, he's kind of like a. Uh, in that Matthew Fitzpatrick mold, where you just feel like he like a, a U.S. Like Open type stricker, yeah, yeah, like a U.S. Open type setup would be to his advantage. Where par is a, a really good score, and you know you make a couple birdies, but he's gonna play patient all day. Yeah, so seventy would have been you know decent score if it's a part of a four round tournament. But Monday qualifying, 
it's just not it's it's tough it's just not good enough um so but great experience he is sticking around he's doing the unbridled tour uh and he's going to play in next monday's qualifier as well down here in jack so is that the same course the they're using them in the Monday's. same two courses. He suspects they'll have them. They'll, they'll switch. They'll switch, switch as many people as possible. So um, he'll probably go over to Palencia. But Palencia is probably a better course. Yeah, I don't. Have you played? I haven't played either one. I've never. I know more about Palencia. I've never played it, but I think it's at Arthur Hills. Um, Brandon Wu shot sixty six over there today. The Three big, guys tied at six under. The big Wu Wu. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So, well, good stuff, man. Good to yeah, see you. Uh, yeah. Getting out there. Well, thanks. You know, um, it was a good workout. Oh, my God, the humidity was brutal. Uh, our third guy dropped off after 11. He was struggling in the heat. And, uh, yeah, I feel like I got a good workout at least. So Was it all caddies out there? Or was it were there some guys toting their own bags or having a push cart? I was very much in the minority. Not many caddies at all. Some push carts out there, uh, some guys toting. And then, Any caddies with push carts? I did not see any caddies with push carts. Like that, thankfully, that might need to be your lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I did not have a staff bag today. He had a a walker, but it was pretty loaded up because of uh, there was rain in the forecast, so it was still a decent amount of weight. So it wasn't, it wasn't good enough for for our Cincinnati for the, for the Marymount School. You know, we have higher expectations at the Marymount School. You guys are warriors, exactly. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna try to. Get them next Monday. You know, that's all we can do. Um, Randy, question for you. I hope to make this a, a weekly uh, weekly segment. What are you reading right now, this week? I feel like you're plowing through two or three books a week. Oh, my gosh. that's uh, Yeah, I do. These are fun little segments. Um, well, the first thing I want to do is give a shout-out to the Refuge Book Club. The current book that everybody's reading is The Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton. Uh, shout out Sarah Endicott. That not, was not to be confused with the end of the innocence by uh, correct the song. <laughs> correct, correct. Age of Innocence, Edith Wharton. So I'm, I'm. My copy actually just arrived a couple days ago, so I, I really need to dig into that. And uh, the other one I'm reading, I heard Bill Walton interviewed on, I believe it was the Dan Levitard show a few weeks back, and he was raving about a book called Pilgrimage to Eternity by Timothy Egan. And, you know, I don't know. Bill Walton's the type of guy, like, if he says this book is amazing, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, and it's been good. It's about a lapsed Catholic. Tim Tim Egan grew up Catholic. Yeah, sorry, I think I've read something by Tim Egan before. Yeah, he's, he's pretty prolific. Um, and there's this um, pilgrimage. There's this there's this route in the Catholic uh Faith from Canterbury, England, down to Rome, and it's got a name, and I'm going to mispronounce it, but it's like the Via Francigena. Um, but it's this well-worn, well-worn route, and um, he's walking it. So it's just a book about him traveling from essentially London, Canterbury, down to Rome, and it's a mix of the history behind all these stops and sites that he's seeing related to the Catholic Church, kind of his reflections on the church and his experience, and then, you know, some people he meets along the way. And uh, Very, very interesting to see a, a Mary Monter such as yourself right. <laughs> reading, reading a book about the Catholic faith. So I'm, I'm not Catholic, um, 
but I, you know, religion is very interesting to me just as a human condition and phenomenon. And, uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a good, interesting read. And then, you know, the other stuff I've been reading, there's one essay I, I tweeted out. It's by, uh, Lauren Michelle Jackson, who I believe is a professor at Northwestern, maybe, um, and it's called What is an Anti-Racist Reading List For? And it was very thought-provoking about it, – it's a discussion about, you know, all these book recommendations are being shared right now. And I, I think that's a great thing. But, you know, her point of a lot of these books can be read for the artistic work that they are. Um, she cites a Toni Morrison book and kind of her other point in that was – you know, it's great to give and get recommendations, but at some point it's up to us and everybody to do the reading. Um, so those are top of mind. That's that's what I've been reading. Can I turn the tables on you though, TC? Please. You've been smoking a lot of meat. <laughs> smoking, smoking the meats. I've what? given up on brisket. Brisket's... Oh, talk to me. What happened? It's just like, I'm, you know, they've come out fine. Um, I'm never going to do as good as you got higher standards that I can buy elsewhere. And, you know, if you mess it up, you're messing up like a $75 piece of meat. What's the degree of difficulty making brisket compared to other? And and let me ask you twofold. Like, what else are you making? What, what, what do you, um, what kind of meats are you smoking? (laughs) So, uh, meat, meat, like a brisket. Uh, (laughs) If anybody's ever seen the Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) thing that he did, it's like, Probably one of the best things on the internet. It's yeah. Probably the only good Mark Zuckerberg thing that's that he's put forth. But uh, but yeah, it's. I would say a brisket's like a nine or a ten. Oh wow. Okay. And anything pork is probably a three. Um, and I'm doing this on an egg, and then anything like I've done, I've been doing some beef ribs the last couple weeks. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like mostly mostly beef ribs, pork ribs, and my new thing is. Um, uh, one of the like I love cooking shishito peppers. So there's like a shishito. I got to try some the other pepper week. ricotta yeah. uh, and cilantro recipe. I've been making a lot, um, but it's like biggest uh, kind of surprise or conclusion has been that uh, buying an entire pork shoulder and then cutting it up crosswise into steaks instead of just you know normally you just smoke the whole thing for four or five hours and then Right. Pull it. You know, it's like pulled pork. But if you do it basically crosswise and, and grill it like you would, say, a, a you know, pork tenderloin steak or something like that, it's it's actually 10 times better than a pork tenderloin because it has so much more um, so much more fat and, and like and I mean, like good fats in it. And then marinate it for a little bit in fish sauce, um, which is like the secret umami uh, ingredient. And then like <laughs> fish sauce, garlic salt, pepper, uh, paprika, and then, yeah, and then basically throw a bunch of lime on it, and but sear that really hot instead of yeah smoking it. So, I don't know. That's fantastic. The big green egg, though, has been, has has that allowed you to... Yeah, I mean, ha- I've... Has that elevated your game, do you think, or just your interest? Yeah, I grew up on, on one, actually, you know, grew up, grew up on an egg, and then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Traeger guy. I, I like the, I like the, the... You know, I like I like charcoal. I feel like it's there's something to be said for it. So, um, but yeah, ever since I was spending too much time on it, and then I got one of these like 
temperature regulators. Mm -hmm. And that's actually allowed me to, I grill more, but I don't have as much anxiety or I don't have to spend as much time out there with it. Yeah. Because it just feeds the temperature to an app on my phone. And then that's amazing. I just, you know, set it to 240 and then it'll, it'll like alert you when it's, there's a little fan on the bottom and it'll just fan the flames if it needs to get hotter or it'll shut it off if it needs to get cooler. That's wild. So that's truly wild. Yeah. Um, well, excellent. Anything? What should we? You want to dive into? Yeah, let's dive. The Plex. In, let's dive into the Plex, man. We're in. We're in Fort Worth, which has been, I think, Fort Worth. They're very distinct places, right? They are, and we're kind of. We're some of the stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to throw them together, but I, I think that's. If I've learned anything over the last couple of years, they, they feel, and I think they, the people in each area think of them very distinctly. Exactly. Should we call our expert? We should call our expert. Uh, so our expert, the commish. The commish. Um, buddy of ours from college. Um, just one of the more interesting, introspective, um, thoughtful people I've ever met. And uh, he grew, actually grew up in, uh, in Richardson, Texas, over on the other side of the Plex. Went to high school. Uh, at the same high school as Jordan Spieth. Well, let's 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 okay. have him go through his okay. his his, uh, his bona fides. His <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We're we're gonna get him on the horn. Hello. Kamish. Kamish. Yeah. Kamish. <laughs> you got what is up? you got Randy here, and of course TC. How are you? Good. Are we on? <laughs> we're, oh, we're live as fuck, man. We can be as on or as off as you want to be right now. Jesus. All right, how's it going, guys? Great. Uh, we we introduced you as the commish, of course, and we said <laughs> you're you're a, a Metroplex expert. Uh, but could you kind of run through your bon your bona fides on on the Metroplex? A Metroplex expert, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it's still a little unclear to me exactly what I'm doing here, but you guys sent up the bad signal, uh, so here I am. Uh, my bona fides: uh, I was born in Plano, grew up in Richardson. Um, I went to school in the Plano School District through middle school and high school. I went to Jesuit, um, which is where Jordan Spieth went to school. Correct. That is correct. Okay. Uh, I was I was there. I want to say seven years prior to him, or or I graduated seven years before he graduated. I guess I should say. Um, and then took off for about six years, where I guess among other things, I met y'all. <laughs> um, and then I landed back in Fort Worth in 2011 and I was there through 2016. I lived and worked in the, the downtown Fort Worth area. So I will say, um, kind of the big hole in my CV would be that I've never actually lived in Dallas. So if we're talking East Metroplex, um, my worldview definitely skews a bit North. Well, that's no, that's good to know. And thankfully, I think we're going to be more Fort Worth centric. But of course, I, we're going to incorporate Dallas a little bit. It's tough, it's tough to find someone with as much of a, a rich uh, perspective as you um, with, you know, growing up in Dallas, but then moving over to the other side of things. And I want to point out the commission has even sampled, you know, he was sent to the hinterlands uh, in Lubbock to, uh, to do some work with Tom Doak. <laughs> And, and but now you're back in the plex. Uh, for yeah, for about two more months, and then uh, I'm out of here. And then who knows after that? We'll see. Where are you going? Uh, Glendale, Arizona. Mm. Um. Yeah. 
fascinating. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just. Well, I, sorry, I, I know, like this isn't my bio or whatever. Um, if, if, I, if you want me to provide a little color, I'll, I'll be attending dental school. It's just about the world's oldest uh, dental school student. So, a little career mix up here later in life. No, that, that's what I love about you so much. It's one of the things I respect the absolute <laughs> most about you. Uh, you had a great job, a great career, and you willfully went in a com- like a completely opposite direction. I have immense respect for that. Well, that means a lot coming from uh, a couple guys like you. <laughs> uh, well, where are some some quick uh, some quick stats I pulled off Wikipedia? According to the 2019 U.S. Census estimate. Uh, the the Plex the Dallas Fort Worth Ar- I think they're they're starting to list Arlington now in there, which um, is it, that's disgusting. Uh, yeah, um, seven and a half million people. It's the most populous area in Texas. It's the most populous area in the Southern United States. It's one of the flattest places I've ever been. It's the fourth largest in the whole country, and at least as of like three four years ago, it had the highest year over year population growth. So. Kamish, where I want to start, though, is is Frisco part of the Plex? It seems like Frisco is bucking its head. Yes. Okay. Wait, yes, it's bucking its head, or yes, it's part of the Plex? <laughs> Both hands. But I was, I was answering it. I, I'd say it's pretty squarely uh, within the – I mean, it goes really far north now, and I'd say Frisco is pretty comfortably. Is, is Denton uh, part of the Plex? Yeah. I would, so I would say, like, way back when – people would probably, if they were adding a third one, it for sure wouldn't have been Arlington. It would have been Denton kind of representing the, the north tip of a triangle. Um, but I feel like Denton's kind of stagnated for a long time. Um, so now you're looking more like Frisco and McKinney, that type of area kind of blew up. So there are 25 Fortune 500 companies in the, in the whole plex. Uh, it's the third most behind New York and Chicago. Just a, a small sampling. Can you guys name... American Airlines. American AT&T. Airlines is one. AT and T headquartered or just have like a presence? No, of course headquartered. Headquartered. Uh, TI Fortune five hundred. Um, what was the question? <laughs> it's Texas Instruments. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, I, I have to be very candid. I don't have the full list in in front of me. <laughs> well. <laughs> Kamish, I'm I'm what? going back. I'm having trouble finding Denton on the map. Where's it's, Denton? It's, um, a, it's the home of North Texas. I know they have a great music program, but I can't find it on the map. We so, so we don't have any maps. Oh, I see it. I see it. Like, it's north. Oh, okay. So it's northwest. So it's where like the 35 split east and west, and then where it comes back together. I believe is Denton. So all right. So north of Denton is Valley View. Is that where the Cowboys? No. Did they do well, go so to training now, camp or something up in Valley View? Like, I feel like that was no, that was a shoot. I can't believe, Valley Forge. I want to. No, not Valley Forge. <laughs> not, so. uh, you're talking about it. It's in like uh, more like Lost Colinas area. Okay. Um, but they're they're in Frisco now. Yeah. Commission Power Rank. Power Rank the areas of the Plex. <laughs> based on what? <laughs> based on your own personal feelings. Um, shoot, this is like cities. Yeah, like you know, Denton, Arlington, Frisco. I feel like you're a massive Dallas, Fort Worth fan. Fort Worth, McKinney. In in 2020 or Jesus, um, Commission. Yeah, right now, today. 
right now. Uh, we'll go Dallas, Fort Worth, Frisco, uh, Allen. Oh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to say Park Cities. Those are, those are unique uh, entities. Um, I, know, I, I know you're a big, big Highland Park guy. <laughs> Something like that. Um, Shout out to my man, I mean, Scotty Scheffler. It's a, it's a very nice area. I won't. It's one of the nicest areas in the city. It's just, uh, you know. Is that where SMU is? Yeah. So, for Craig, uh, Craig James uh, killed all those hookers. Possibly. Allegedly. Uh, SMU is in University Park. When, when people say Highland Park, they're basically talking about University Park and Highland Park. Uh, which, so they, it's like an island basically surrounded by Dallas. They have their own school district, police department, mayors, the whole thing, uh, because why would they want to share the resources with the city of Dallas? All right. Here's um, a, go ahead. No, sorry. Uh, I, I think one thing, TC, of course, is a huge airport guy. Can we talk about DFW versus love? All right. I actually, there's a little breaking news on um, love field. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have been doing research or not. No, I don't know. This is news. I was doing research on Meacham Field over in Fort Worth. <laughs> they're, so they're taking down this statue of uh, this Texas Ranger guy who, who used to kind of be the highlight of flying into or out of um, Love Field because he was hold, he's holding a revolver, I believe it was in his left hand, but you always go down the um, escalator on his right side. So... And that when you kind of check him out from his profile, it just looked like he had a, a boner. Um, Kamish, are, uh, are you happy? Yeah. You, you got on the trap draw and you were able to say boner. <laughs> is that is this like a Carl from Rosemead play? Shout out to Toby in Houston. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. Google image statue love field and uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. But apparently... Apparently, the guy, the guy that it was based on is like a bad guy, so it got torn down. Well, I was reading an article earlier today about uh, something in Atlanta. There was a statue of a guy named Tom Watson, and Mr. Watson, was he was he was like given a fist pump or whatever. Like It, it could have very well been Tom Watson, the golfer. But it, He was given a fist, a fist pump, but he, he turned out to be a bad dude. <laughs> a bad dude. Yeah. So... Uh, Kamish, is is DeSoto part of the Plex? Yeah. Um, is Gun Barrel City part of the Plex? I can honestly say I've never heard of Gun Barrel City. So, <laughs> what about what about Waxahachie? I think again, I, I skew north, so I might not be giving it a fair uh, it's fair recognition. But I think at that point, you've left the, the Metroplex. Okay. Uh, is DFW a disgrace? The the, oh, the airport. The walks yeah. are so long between between gates. It seems like a massive got, disgrace. Between the gates, I, yeah. I mean, pe- pe- people shit on it. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, I also, I know it's kind of getting spruced up recently, from what I understand. Terminal A, uh, they kind of gave it a, a pretty serious facelift. Um, and I, and I think they're doing the same with C. So maybe they're, you know, they're recognizing what you're saying and they're, I think part of the issue is you're all, you're always flying through an American, right? Of course, of course, possibly, which that, that 
of course it's going to jaundice your view on anything. It, well, and I think too, comparing it to love, I think love oh, is love's like John Wayne among the best experiences. Yeah, in an airport, there's there's, there's always live music. Yes, yes. Um, the food options are great. Yeah, the food there's court's barbecue great. places there. There's a Whataburger. It's clean. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. If you're listen, if you're eating barbecue at the airport, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Um, well, Kamish, speaking of barbecue, what's your what are your go tos around town? Uh, the the big one or Sapcon Lodge is the one that people talk about a lot. Where is that? I, so, where is that? Yeah. Uh, so when I went there last, it was in the uh, shoot the uh, man. You put me on the spot here. I don't. <laughs> it it was in the uh, like farmers market area. But I think they have a, a more per- – so it was just like a stand. Are you talking Dallas or Fort Worth here? Brick and mortar. This is Dallas. Okay. Uh, then there's like a Lockhart Smokehouse. It's pretty famous. Uh, our, our mutual friend, THG, and I went there one time, and Riff, Riff Raff, the hip-hop artist, was there. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a real scene. All right. As someone who's lived in, in, da- really, in the Dallas adjacent area, Fort Worth, and in Austin – where has the best the best uh, barbecue oh, among those Austin. three? Austin. Austin. Yeah. What was the? Uh, he he's kind of playing catch up. You, you recommended. It sounded almost like a Jewish barbecue place in Fort Worth. Heim. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, that so place actually, was excellent. So I've got like in a in a pre quarantine world. I don't know. If Stuff still happening or not? But they're actually building a, a second Heim location right next to uh, Dallas Love Field. So Tron can skip the Sunny Bryans or whatever he's eating at the airport and get a <laughs> some proper beef BBQ. Well, let's talk about. Uh, or did you have any more food inquiries, Tron? Uh, not really. I mean, I, one one last question I have. I, I believe there's an arboretum in Dallas. What's with Texas and arboretums? I've never really seen one anywhere else, but there's they're all over Texas. Like, what's what's the question? Why do we have them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never like there's no arboretums anywhere else, at, at least as far as I can tell. I'm looking at the map right now. The first thing that pops up is Dallas Arboretum and Botanical Garden. I know in north of Austin, there's the big arboretum. I mean, to be honest, just that you're you're, you're kind of blowing my mind that they're not a thing everywhere. I just took it for granted. I, I will uh, say I will say there was an arboretum on the campus of Indiana. Okay. Yeah. But otherwise, you're not. But familiar with otherwise, that. specifically an arboretum, I'm not overly familiar. Maybe because um, the botanical stuff that's happening in Texas is so underwhelming that you, it kind of takes a concerted concerted effort to make it happen in a specific area. I have no idea. That's is, a that's a guess. Is an arboretum different from a botanical garden? It says arboretum and botanical garden, so they have to be two different okay. things, right? I would think so. I would, yeah. I, I mean, at first I was going to say they're in the same genus. Um, and what about what, what do you do with conservatories? I because surely, because surely they. Oh, okay, okay. Hold on. The arboretum, in a general sense, <laughs> is a botanical collection composed exclusively of trees. Huh. Really? Yeah. Commission, Power Rank, Botanical Garden, Conservatory, and Arboretum. I'm, I'm a botanical garden 
person, honestly. I mean, now that I know that an arboretum is only tree, trees are fine, but I don't know. Give me some flowers. And, well, I'll take it even a step uh, farther. An, an arboretum specializing in growing conifers mm. is known as a pintum. Other specialist arboreta include a saliceta, which is exclusively willows, populeta, which is poplars, and quercita, which is oaks. I'm, I'm not. It, uh, I'm not trying to go to an arboretum that's just narrowly no, focused. No, straight on, up conifers would be sick. That <laughs> conifers are dope. Listen, that, you're actually right about that. I uh, I recommend the Dallas Arboretum for anybody out there. Um, you know, get out to White Rock Lake, check it out. It's fantastic. Well, Commissioner, speaking of lakes, is there a big lake culture around the Plex? No. I feel like when I look really. at these these, whenever I fly in, um, the the only thing I see be beyond. When I fly into DFW, the only thing I see beyond Jerry World, uh, the spaceship there, just you know, sitting there near the airport, is is lakes. But they're like the flattest, you know, just kind of most desolate-looking lakes I've ever seen. So do do people go out there and on the boats uh, every weekend, or is or is that not a thing in, in Dallas, Fort Worth? I mean, I didn't really grow up in the. Um the boat class, we'll call it, I guess. So. I mean, you went to the Jesuit school, though. The C suite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My, they were more I, yachters. I, one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was rowing crew primarily. <laughs> um, there, I will say, like, there's a pretty um, well circulated rumor that Dennis Rodman killed some lady with a boat on a, I think it was Lake Louisville. Mm. Allegedly, boating. Allegedly, yeah. complete allegedly. Um, so that, yeah, I mean that's a story that's out there. Um, but I I can't speak on on any authority to how how often people are boating. All right, so I I think we need to turn our turn our focus our laser focus to Fort Worth. You, okay, because that's where the that's where the tournament is this week. Did you want to get away from? Do we need to discuss the Cowboys at all? Yeah, I mean, Kamish. Yep. What What's your stance on on Stinky Dak? I think he's uh he's definitely better than Tron gives him credit for. <laughs> I, w- I don't think I pay him forty five million dollars a year. What's but, the max you would pay um, him a year? Guaranteed. Well, the w- guaranteed. I mean, I feel like the way quarterback the way quarterback contracts are going now, it's basically going to be fully guaranteed. Another thing I think is that are we, I mean, I don't know. Are we breaking down salary cap stuff? Football? Cause well, I don't know. Is the salary cap going to go work? down after the COVID stuff? That's wild to think about, you know, it's certainly possible, but it, it seems like the way it works is basically as long as you're like a top 12 quarterback, when you sign a deal, you're, you're reset in the market. And I, I think Dak's pretty comfortably top 12. Do you? Oh, that's, that's such a bad take, Kamish. I'm not sure he's appreciably, appreciably better than the Red Rifle. That, that was the first. Well, I guess, yeah. I guess they'll, sort, they'll sort that out in campus here. I know. It's amazing. Um, okay, well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, I don't think we cleared anything <laughs> up. Top 12 QB. Especially I, now that he yeah, has the pooper. Are you going to name 11 or... I think I think we could name eleven. All right. Would you rather have just for the next two years? Would you rather have Dak or Matt Ryan? Wait, uh, God, that's hard. Without, I'm assuming like there's no Kyle Shanahan. I'll go Dak. Close though. That's close. 
What about Dak or uh, Small Hands Teddy? But Teddy's nowhere near top Dak. twelve. Dak. Yeah, Dak. I'd, I'd take Dak every day. What about what about Dak or Brady, Kamish? Oh, Dak, you know, like not even, <laughs> not even worth discussing. All right, Dak or Goff? Mm. Dak. God, that's, that's. I feel like that's like settled science. All right, D- Dak or Stafford? Stafford. I think Stafford's underrated. All right, next two years, Dak or Burrow. Burrow? How the hell would I know what Burrow is going to look like? That's the thing. You got to <laughs> prognosticate, Kamish. Um, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll play it safe and pick Dak. Can you explain your hatred of, of Brady for 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 the listeners out there? Succinctly, I would just say he's a he's a system guy and a snake oil salesman. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, talk to me about the mood in the Plex with the clapper gone. Uh, elation, I would say. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think there are many people in the area who were like riding for Jason Garrett. At any point in the last five years, really. Are people excited about Mike McCarthy, though? I'm not so sure about that. Um, allegedly, he's like, I don't know, he went to like analytics camp or something like that. And, <laughs> uh, so if you're, if you're looking for optimism, people think he's going to kind of you know, abide by what, what the numbers say you should do. And how are you feeling about uh, with this this uh, you know expedited NBA s- uh, season coming up. How are you feeling about the Mavs? Kamish is a about huge Mavs, Mavs fan. <laughs> I do like the Mavs. Um, they're, they should be a, a first round exit, if I'm being honest. Like, unless if they, it somehow shakes out that they get a pretty favorable first round matchup. I, I think they get smoked by either LA team. Uh, they've actually played Denver pretty well this year, so I suppose they'd have a shot against them. Um, OKC or Houston. Mm-hmm. They could win, but I, I don't know. I, my guess is the way it's going to shake out. They'll be playing one of the LA teams, and they're not going to advance. But this is like the ultimate wild card. Shit could get real wild. So, is Luke, I, I'd love to see him make it to the second round. Is Luca working on his whininess? <laughs> um, he paid some lip service to that idea early in the season, but it didn't seem to stick. So, Luca reminds me of John Rom. That's a great comp. Like they're exceptionally talented, temperamental European guys that, you know, like you want to like them, but then they act like a bitch for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not far off. Uh, well, shall we? Shall we? Shall we uh, bring our focus into Fort Worth? Fort Worth, yeah. I, I got to talk about Fort Worth. I got a question for you guys to kick off our Fort Worth centric um, segment. I could only find three current athletes in the big four sports that are from Fort Worth. If you guys could name any of these three, I would be flabbergasted. John Peterson. No, I'm <laughs> That's not the big four. It's not the big four, but there's only like like Fort Worth proper cuz that's the thing. I mean, this was like Fort Worth they as opposed as to Fort Worth. Yeah. Okay. Uh and I'll give you a hint. Two are baseball guys and one is a football player. Is Ashawn Robinson? Yeah, <laughs> commish. All right, it's yeah. Ashawn Robinson. That's amazing. Who does he play for? Detroit. One. Detroit. Yeah. Uh, the baseball players. One is like a utility player, and one like used to be a prospect, but now um, is in the wilderness. 
there's a guy, uh, shoot, I think he used to pitch for the Brewers. He doesn't play anymore. He used to be a pretty decent pitcher for the Brewers, so I'm pretty sure it was from Fort Worth, but I'm drawing a blank on his name. Brandon Finnegan? Time. No. Oh. He had more of a, was like a Garza or something like that. Matt Garza? No. Uh, I don't know. There, there was a Garza, but Finnegan is the yeah, guy. I, I was going to say he never, yeah, he never pitched for the Brewers. But uh, Finnegan, he was the pride of TCU. And the other one is Brock Holt, who's like a utility guy. Brock Berlin. Yo. Like anybody named Brock in any sport has been a disappointment. And they're all like tryhards. Brock hards. Berlin, Brock Osweiler, Brock yeah. Holt. So, so I looked it up. You're not the FEMA Brock, guy, but... Brock, uh, what was that guy's name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I thought was Giovanni Gallardo was from. He went to high school. In Fort Giovanni Worth. Gallardo. Fort Worth. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Brock Long was the FEMA guy. <laughs> well, how come Dallas has all? How come all the athletes are on the other side of the plex? Oh uh, well, there's more people for one, and I guess I don't know. That's an interesting question. Like Fort Worth, Fort Worth football, Fort Worth ISD football is notoriously not great. Uh, if you're if you're in Fort Worth and you're pro- and you're a good football player, you're probably gonna end up at like Alito or Arlington or Mansfield. Are you getting but, re- Are you getting recruited out of Fort Worth? I mean, not in an official capacity, but stuff like that might happen. Of course. Uh, and, and so it sounds like Fort Worth might be. Um, it's more of a local, uh, like. If if you're gonna put up Fort Worth versus say University Park Highland Park, what would you what would you choose? For what? I don't know. Just just in, <laughs> just in general, Commission. Like, where would you rather I mean, live? I'd or? rather I'd rather own a house in our <laughs> cities. So I so I think so. My my perception of Fort Worth when I've been there is like it's it's like a big town. Right, it's like a big. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a big neighborhood, and I don't know. It, it kind of puts me at ease. There's a bunch. It's you got TCU there, but you've also got even downtown. It just feels pretty approachable and pretty, uh, pretty local. You don't have the glitz like the um, the like in your face uh, wealth or, the, would, that you get in Dallas. Fort Worth hangs on to its um, like tradition, that, or Dallas is more about like. If, if there's some, if there's a change to be made in the name of progress, it's going to get done regardless of what gets taken down in the, in the process. Um, whereas Fort Worth probably hangs on to um, its history a little tighter. When you lived in Fort Worth, did you go to the stockyards a lot? Not a lot, but a, a few times. I've been to Billy Bob's. <laughs> Is that a bar? Yeah, it's like a huge it's like concert the, the, the spot, bar. right? Yeah. I thought the side yards I mean, were, were cool. I, I would like to see the cattle drive. I So, Randy, you never visited me in Fort Worth. Tron did once. That was um, the first time I went I to lived, the Colonial. Yeah, that's true. Um, and and, and yeah, actually, I, that, that, that year, we went to the Colonial. That was the year we saw Adam Hadwin's caddy flossing, flossing his teeth <laughs> on, the, on the first tee. It was unbelievable. That's the most unbelievable thing I've ever heard. Maybe in the history of golf. Just so nonchalantly. <laughs> I'm not making it up. Like, Kamish can back you, me up on that. What do you think he got into before the, before the tea time? He's probably eating some barbecue. Barbecue? Or popcorn, maybe? That's the thing. Like, there are only a certain amount of foods where I need to go to the floss right away. 
I mean, we're talking to the right guy here. The commission's going to Dallas. Commish, school. do you think, yeah, do you think like subliminally he, he, he like incepted you with the idea to go to dental school? It was that day I decided uh, I've had enough of finance and <laughs> it was time to. No, you know, no, it. that's not true because, because after that you went to go work for Doak. Well, yeah, I went to Doak by way of continuing my undergraduate studies. Um, Okay, one of the things I wanted to get into was, can we talk about TCU specifically, Jeez. like JJ Henry, I, Andy Dalton? I'm not an I'm not an expert here, but I'm gonna do my best. Uh, okay, the two of you need to guess how long Gary Patterson has been at TCU. Twenty two years. Head coach or in any capacity? Head coach. I don't you like the commission always likes to clarify <laughs> the <Love> specificity. <laughs> Listen, it's important to me that I. So he's right. going to be a great dentist. Exactly, exactly. As a head coach, uh, two thousand three, I'll say. So seventeen years. Yeah, TC actually got it. He's been there twenty years. I said twenty two, so I didn't get. It. Well, was... you're a little closer, I guess. Uh, he's a hundred and seventy two and seventy at TCU. I want to like Gary Patterson a lot. I just I hate the visors that he wears. Those thin ass visors. Right. Has he stayed too long? He was like, or or does it make sense now that they're in the Big Twelve? Well, I feel like there's there's this there's this big difference between staying too long and like you're there for life, right? Yeah. Where there's this awkward really maybe sure five or ten years. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's got a statue on campus. I don't. I think at this point he's uh, uh he's not leaving. You remember a few years ago when they had like. The program was in full-on meltdown mode. They had all these drug problems. and I, I, Yeah. <laughs> that was wild. I, I don't really remember K that. K Casey Pahal or whatever yeah. the quarterback's name was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Had, right. uh, some defensive end that field or something like that. I don't know. They had a whole lot of incidents. And then the the one dude, the quarterback, they were really good, 2014, uh, Boykin he's, or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's a, been – He's a bad dude. Yeah, he's been beating women up and all sorts of stuff. Not good. Yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think the 2014 team was better than the 2010 team that went 13 and 0? And got I think the 2014 shafted? team would have won the playoffs that year. They who did they lose to? The 2014 team. Uh, they lost to Baylor. They were up 21 in the fourth or something like that. TC's people. Yeah. <laughs> that was that. Was yeah, that like the fun and gun Art Bryles Baylor teams? Yeah. Was Was 2014 Bob Griffin? No, no, uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, they lost sixty-one to fifty-eight at Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm I'm like ninety-nine percent sure they were up twenty-one going in or like in the fourth quarter. Amazing. Yeah, Baylor's Baylor's the I won't say Baylor's the worst because there are worse institutions, but it's up there. Bad, up there. bad news. It's probably I mean it's what like one A is Liberty and two A is Baylor <laughs> or and, and one B is Baylor. I mean that's about it. Yeah. Um, I think so. Uh, going back to Patterson real quick, there, it's a, it's a private school, so his his salary is not publicized or anything like that. But there's I don't know people in Fort Worth are saying he's got all these like mineral rights and land rights <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. That's um, sick. Is that the deal with with Fort Worth, it's just all oil money in Fort Worth. Um, shoot, I don't know. I mean, I, so the the people that get pointed to a lot is kind of 
shadow running the city is the Bass family. Um, their money came from Sid Richardson with a, a big time oil tax tycoon, but he only, he pinched them off with like 50 million or something like that. And they've grown it into, I don't know, 10 to 15 billion, but they're, Jesus. they're in like the hedge fund game type of stuff. They're not. Well, I, I feel like the, the, like the way of Texas is like you make some money and then you buy up like all the local car dealerships, you buy the Budweiser distributorship, you like you, you like vertically integrate around the community and then everybody just spends the money in the community and you just keep <laughs> building and building and building on it. Is that wrong? Um, maybe once upon a time. I feel like now, I don't know. There's a lot of like banking and stuff going on, or at least in Dallas. Um, if, if we're talking like big money individuals, but sure, why not? Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson's the best player, right, from TCU. I mean, not counting like I want to say, I, I get all the old timers mixed up. It's Doke. Um, no, he was an Doke SMU Walker. guy. No, he, well, there's one. There's one TCU guy in the Davey O'Brien, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Doesn't he have a trophy yeah, I, named I, after him? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Tomlinson is uh, pretty comfortably the best running back the last 20 years. So, what? Say, yeah. Yeah. Who, would, who would you say the best running back the last 20 years is? <sighs> was he better than Marshall Falk? Uh, I mean, I think yes. I feel but like also Falk was almost I, more than 20 years. I was going to say for the cutoff, right? he's a little, yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you're just getting like the tail end of, of Folks, crime if we're saying 20 years. Yeah, God. Yeah, I guess you're right. I feel like a lot of running back stuff is like right place, right time, too. I mean, Falk was Falk was slurping up uh, <laughs> receiving yardage, yards after catch. No, because Falk, well, I will say Falk, Falk's Rams tenure started in 1999. He was there until 2006. How long did he play for the Colts before that, though? 94 to 98. So he spent more time on the Rams than he did with the Colts, which I wouldn't have guessed. Um, I didn't expect this to turn into a Marshall Falk. Uh, <laughs> well, arguing. Uh, Davey, Davey O'Brien did go to TCU for the record. I know, um, I know so Kamish. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. Kamish, why aren't there you. any rappers from Dallas or uh, Fort Worth? They're all from Houston. I don't know. <laughs> It, does the red rifle stink? I think he's better than you think he is. Um, I, th- I think he's like a perfect. He, he's the twentieth best quarterback in the league, probably. Well, well, Randy's brother-in-law insists that he should have a trophy or a uh, statue put up outside Paul Brown Stadium in, in Cincinnati. Does he really? Or you no, he says like, he, <laughs> like he's the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. I mean, he's that's a pretty low bar for a statue. Counting stats wise, he probably He's a has mostly. Of course, of course. I would I would put up a statue of Carson Palmer before I put up a statue of him. Yeah, Ken Anderson's the guy in Cincinnati, and Boomer had you know a few great years, but like as as much as I hate Boomer because he seems like the worst, like I would take him ahead of Andy Dalton. Commish, <laughs> commish, uh, tell us about your your. Uh, I remember being at Miami. This was sophomore year, so this would have been 2005, like early 2005. You uh, you were singing the praises of this Spieth kid back in 2005. 
I I feel like this is apocryphal because I don't think I'd ever heard of him <laughs> until I don't know twenty until he showed up at the Byron. Well, he was, all right. So oh five was probably a little young. He was he was he was twelve <laughs> at that point. The commission has a keen eye on the junior but golf I, scene. I, what was the first year he played on the at, at the Byron when he was fourteen? I want to. I would no. I think sixteen. Oh, I nine, think. maybe. Wasn't he like sixteen or seventeen? But I remember, I, I remember you saying, I "Hey, there's this kid. There's this kid coming up who's he's going to be the man." And it, it was well before the Byron thing. The, he played it. He played it in the 2010 Byron Nelson. Okay, so he's well, 17. I don't know. I don't know what the question is, but and, and I love you giving <laughs> me this this credit, but this is this is absolutely not true. You're <laughs> you're giving me credit I do not deserve. Well, no, we're trying to tout your bona fides. You've been you're, sl- you've you've got been a keen golf eye since since like 08, dude. Was okay, it? you're right. You guys are right. All right, so I mean, where, where did Scotty Scheffler go to school? Highland Park. What's what's the world on Highland Park? It's a um, so like I was saying earlier, it's it's basically right in the heart of the city, just north of downtown. Um, but it's not technically Dallas, I would guess. It's it's got like a great school district. It's really pretty. Um, Highland Park reminds not, me of, of it sounds of, like Marymount. <laughs> no, no, size wise, it reminds me of Upper Arlington in yeah. Columbus. Very close to the city, but distinct. Yeah, I, like, I will say I've heard I've heard the schools are getting a little crowded. Um, I, are, I think. Are you saying it might be time to pass a levy? Maybe build a new school. That's <laughs> not gonna. The, I guess like the local joke is so the biggest classification for sports is six A in Texas. And like, if you want to know what five A is going to be, it's like count Highland Park's uh, enrollment and subtract like one and a half kids, and that's, <laughs> that's where the cutoff is every year. How many? All right, how many classifications are there in Texas? Six. There's six total. Yeah, but there's like there's divisions within the. Um, Whoa! What? Yeah. How do the divisions what? work? <laughs> so like, there's two six A football champions every year. There's two five A champions. If you have two six A football yeah. champions, do you have one? That's, Did they play each other? Question. No, they just they so, call it at that point. So there's really tw- <laughs> so there's really twelve classifications. They bring in Kai, the hitchhiker, I, I, <laughs> and he can't call it. I don't know that like, I, like one A. I don't know if there's a, a D one and a D two one A. I don't know. It, it, you run into like a there's only so many huge schools in a certain area. So like when you're making districts. Or, yeah, at some point you have to split it up even further to make A, having regional uh, regions work and also being able to like do a playoff. So who Currently, who is running shit in the, in, in in, football? In the, in the football realm in Texas? Uh, Galena Park North Shore won the, uh, the biggest classification the last few years. And they're like... Where are they? Only, get, only getting better. Uh, Houston. Do they have a schematic advantage? Uh, I don't. I think they have a personnel advantage. They've got uh, a lot of very good football players. <laughs> uh, next next year at TCU, this kid named Zach Evans, um, five star recruit. Zevins. <laughs> with uh, a litany of um, baggage, I guess we'll say. I don't know. He he actually. So the best player on the team actually didn't didn't even play in the state championship game this year, and they still won. Because <laughs> uh, he, I get like the coaching staff stole his phone or asked him to, like, part of the curfew rules was to give up their phone, and he said no. And so <laughs> he didn't play. And this was like after allegedly 
getting into a physical altercation with the coach earlier in the year. Sick. So, um, yeah, so they actually, so two years in a row, they beat Duncanville, which would be a, a Metroplex team in the state championship game. Uh, player breakdown via Red Cup Rebellion. Zach Evans possesses a college-ready frame and physicality to match despite missing multiple games for various reasons over the last three years. He recorded 4,867 yards rushing on 311 carries, an average of 15.65 yards per carry and 76 touchdowns against some of the best high school teams in the country. Oh, my God. Um, He he committed to Georgia, signed an LOI, and then... I don't know what exactly happened after that, but then all of a sudden he wasn't signing with Georgia. And like, a, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, it got announced he was going to TCU. So we'll see how long that lasts. Huh. Unbelievable. I'm way in. Uh, what else do we need to talk about Fort Worth wise? Real, real quick on TCU, I just want to shout out. Please. Um, so Jake Arietta went there. Mm. And the only reason I point to that is I, I played him when I was nine years old <laughs> and he threw actually gas as a nine year old. So Dimish, what was the can we talk grocery stores? <laughs> what was the deal? Sure. I, I just remember that about about A uh there's the Jism trail in uh, yeah. in uh, Fort Worth. And well, then the roads are a staple of the uh Dallas Fort Worth area. I'd I'd love to know what if you're, if you're Googling stuff, Randy, find out what the NTTA pulls in a year and tolls. I'd love to know. <laughs> oh, that's always a fascinating thing. There's all sorts of toll roads and flyovers, and it's crazy as far as infrastructure is concerned. But I, I, I caused Solly to miss a flight because I was stuck on a toll road because I was trying to take it because it was quicker, but then there was no exit to get off to get to the airport, and we were just stuck on it. for. So we couldn't find any exits. And so then Solly and I were like scrambling. The express lane sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. And we get yeah. to the airport, and we're, like, totally late. Um, and Solly's got all the camera equipment. And we're, like, trying to get through security. I go first. I'm, like, up at the gate. It's the only time in my life where the gauge agent is, like, literally I'm closing this door. You can get on. or <laughs> so but I'm like, get on or no? Well, I'm, like, my, my guy's just, like, 30 seconds behind me. He's, like, I'm closing the door. I'm, like, all right, I'm going. <laughs> I left Solly. Fuck you, Solly. <laughs> uh you show him your limo driver badge? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kamish, so what was the, was it, was it Heb that we went to? Uh, we went to Central Market. Central is, Market, uh, own, yes. uh, Owned by HEB. Okay, okay. And yeah, I was, I could, could not have been more impressed. You know, sitting here with a, uh, with yeah. a Kroger guy such as Randy, I know he's got low, low standards. No, but Kroger's excellent. Kroger stinks. I mean, listen, Central Market, uh, it's, if you need like uh I don't know, 85 different types of olives to choose from. It's great. If you're looking for a bargain, it's probably not as good. Hey, will you tell, um, the, will you tell the people about your salad bar hack? <laughs> it's, uh, all right. I used to go to Jason's quite a bit for the, in the to-go. And, um, you know, rather than wasting up on wasting <laughs> valuable real estate with spinach or lettuce, you just go all you know, the stuff on top. Your carrots, it's, because it's not weight, right? No, it's not weight. It's flat rate. <laughs> uh, and then you just, you know, pick up a bag of spinach and you're, you're living large at that point. You got at least three different salad meals right there. <laughs> That's how, how do they get away with a flat rate salad bar? It's ludicrous. Jason's <laughs> deli. <man. laughs> 
Uh, okay, I have a North Texas toll. What is it, Sam? North Texas Toll Association or something? Uh, do you want to? I, I have numbers as of 2016. Do you want to hazard a guess? Is it, is it over or under a billion dollars? It's actually under a billion dollars. Is it? Is it the whole system or just like I don't know the Dallas North Toller? I have total revenue of the system, whatever that means. Under a bill, uh, eight hundred million. It's close, seven hundred and eight million. Okay, that's a lot. And, and and I feel like we're not even scratching the surface. The 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 Houston going down to Houston, the toll situation down there is insane. I've never I, been to I Houston. I think theirs might be under a different umbrella. Like I think the the STT, the STTA. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kamish, do you identify as a Texan? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, well, you, you're a Louisvillian. Yeah. yeah, you went to you went to Miami, Ohio. You went to Louisville. You spent some time in Rio Doso, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never been to Rio Doso. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've by far preponderance of my life been spent in Texas, um, including my formative years. So, yeah. Do you I'm, learn Texas like history in Texas? Yeah. How does that work? Uh, my social studies courses in fourth grade and seventh grade were both Texas history. Like just is Texas that, history? Is, yeah. Is that not like Georgia or Ohio curriculum? It's different from that. Gosh. I'd have to. Commish, that's a leading question because yeah, I know the answer. To that. <laughs> I'd have to think about it, but I don't think so. I So it's been a while since I was in seventh grade, but I do think so. You can kind of weave in some like stuff with spain and france and mexico and call it texas history so who's um, who's the who's the og who's like the 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 first person of texas it's gotta be stephen f austin right well i don't know or or sammy houston one of those two okay all right gun to your head who do you pick stephen f austin or sam houston (laughs) (laughs) power rank them i'm gonna go with stephen f austin wow they have a scrappy basketball team too. Speaking of, I went, man. I'm I'm starting to get some. Uh, are they the one that just got like the death penalty? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> are you breaking more news? I honestly, I don't, I don't know, but I don't, I don't think so. But Some, I could, I could just be got mistaken. Hammered. Hmm. Um, I'll have to look. Stephen F. Austin was uh, that coach Underwood, who's now at Illinois. He was he was winning some games down there before he went to Illinois. Uh, okay, three people from Fort Worth. Mark David Chapman, who, is that the, who killed John, John Lennon? Lennon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald. He was from Fort Worth. That's what they said, or at least he spent, he lived there. When and, I was, I, wow, you know what? When I worked in Fort Worth, there was a guy in my office named Mark Chapman. And I, I want to say he said his dad was also named Mark Chapman. Oh, <laughs> jeez. So... Although, and I made a joke like, "Oh, like I guess your parents weren't Beatles fans or something like that." And uh, I mean, shoot, I, I guess I had no idea. Well, yeah, shoot, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Randy. Well, no, he said it. You're a bad guy. And then the other one I wanted to to bring some attention to is Commish, uh, your boy, uh, Kenneth Copeland. Who? Who's Kenneth that? Copeland, the the mega church. The, the greasy megachurch oh, guy? Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I feel like there's a lot of mega churches in the Plex. How, yeah, how does there, the Plex compare to like Houston on the on the mega church scene? I mean, I don't think anybody compares to uh, what's I mean the, the man Joel. Joel. Is he Dallas? Um, he, he's Houston. Yeah, he's that's Houston. what I thought. He, yeah, yeah, he's Houston. I don't know. I, I not my scene. Um, where I grew up, there was the, the big one was um, Prestonwood Baptist. I think it was called, and they had I don't know. It was a pretty serious facility. Like people call it Six Flags Over Jesus. I think they had a <laughs> full bowling alley in there. Which uh, I, I probably can't say anything. I'm from Atlanta. We got Creflo Dollar and. And the gang up there. Uh, yeah, Kenneth. Want, actually, oh, God. No, I was just going to say, Kenneth Copeland, he's a big prosperity gospel guy. Which, which Randy's, that's cool that we're talking about that because I know you're a big prosperity gospel And he was gospel. born in Lubbock. He, he's the guy who looks, honestly, he looks animatronic <laughs> to me. The, there was one called Watermark. I don't know much a lot, but I, I used to drive by it a fair amount. And I, I want to say it's like <laughs> one of the biggest employers. Uh, in the Metroplex, so <laughs> he's worth three hundred million dollars. <laughs> he's got all the money. He's got all the money. <laughs> he's such a. He is. He is. Yeah, people got to Google <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. He is a riot. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, all right, Kamesh, What's your? Uh, What's your favorite thing about the Plex and your least favorite thing about the Plex? This is, I think this is kind of a good area. I, I think we're, we're trying to land this plane here pretty <laughs> soon. <laughs> My favorite thing? Um, I, you, guys, you guys should have given me like a couple notes ahead of time to prep a couple answers. <laughs> so it was a little less dead air. Um, My least favorite thing is it's just like crowded. Everything's crowded. Um, it's such a big area, though. How is it so crowded? People keep moving here. I don't know. It's that population growth. Yeah, people can't get enough of, of the people. plex. I used to, like I, I don't know. I go out of my way. I used to. I'd do like my grocery shopping at eight a.m. on Saturday morning. So there's nobody <laughs> yeah, there but me. Like, Jesus, I go go out of my way to find some uh, solidarity or um, excuse me, not solidarity, but isolation. Um, and my favorite thing, uh, just, I don't know, Texas pride in general, I guess. I would not have guessed that, Kamesh. You don't seem like the type of guy who's going to buy into Texas pride. You, you seem, you seem like the kind of guy that was, that, you know, you're a, you're a, you're a Louisville alum. I know you're a big Papa John guy. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're, I, you might be right. I thought I wasn't wearing cowboy boots in high school or anything like that. I kind of scoffed at those people, but um, I feel like that's kind of different from just having pride in where you're from. I I would argue from afar that maybe it's not your favorite thing, but I would have to think, you know, getting Mavs games on your local affiliate would probably be your favorite thing about the Plex. That's not wrong. <laughs> I've never met somebody but, more despondent than the commission. Back, what was that, 06 or 07 when Dwayne Wade yeah. got like 35 foul calls a game? Uh, yeah. That's next topic. No, uh, I do love having the Mavs game. Their play-by-play guy's great. I think they could do a little better than Derek Harper if we're talking color commentary. But, hey, I'll take what I can get. What's your take on the Cubes? He's a weird guy. 
but um, I don't know. It seems like the Mavs doing well is important to him, so I'll take him as a as a sports owner. I think you could do a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, TC, you got any more? What What's your take on Jarrah? <laughs> Uh, Jerry is, I don't know, he's the ultimate showman and salesman. I think it'd be exhausting being a Cowboys fan. You know, I, I just, I don't know if I could, just too much going on. I somehow, despite growing up in like the, when it would have been really easy to get indoctrinated into Cowboys fandom, I'm really pretty indifferent towards the Cowboys. If you had um, to pick one franchise that you were a fan of. Would it be the Chiefs, just because you're such a big Mahomes guy? In the NFL? Yeah. Uh, I don't have one. Can't call it. Yeah. The Bengals. There you go. There you go. I feel like I feel like that 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 one guy that was signed with Georgia earlier, he's predestined to be on the Chiefs. Zevins? Zevins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Kamish, you've been Beyond grateful with your time. I, uh, you know, when there's anything Metroplex related, you're, you're our first call. So we, we can't thank you enough for your expertise and your insights. Well, to all the listeners, if it sucked, um, this wasn't my idea to come on. I was just helping these guys out. So take it up with them. Thank you, Kamish. Beautiful message to end. Uh, you bet. <laughs> Kamish, thanks for having so much confidence in, in your performance. All right. Sure thing. We'll talk to you later. All righty. Oh, folks, that was that was the commish. He uh, he had a little bit more energy than I was thinking. Yeah, he yeah. he was um, you know he was that was great. He didn't talk a whole lot about his time out in Lubbock at the Rawls, uh, working for Duke, work, working for uh, an associate of Renaissance Golf Design, the Dokeito, <laughs> out there. Uh, yeah, the, the commission is, he's, he's, he's truly one of a kind. Yes. He, he, so for, for, for background, our fantasy football league, we do a, uh, it's a keeper league. Um, we have two quarterbacks, uh, four wide receivers, three running backs, two tight ends. Uh, we've, we talked, we talked about going to three tight ends this year <laughs> and uh, defensive back linebacker, defensive lineman. And the commission keeps spotless, you know, he, one, he handles the, his business and the league's business. He, he creates these master Excel spreadsheets. He has all the receipts. Has all the receipts, coordinates the auction, is always tinkering with the rules. Uh, the best, literally the best fantasy football commissioner anybody could ever ask for. So, all right, TC, uh, that was a lot of fun. Who you got to win this week? Um, I'm going with my guy, Harris English. <laughs> we we got to talk about a little golf, right? I heard he's flushing it. No, Harris English. He's, Harris English? He's, yeah, he's absolutely flushing it. I'm going with Stinky Jordan and Greller. God. I, 45 to 1, man. That might be the best thing that could happen to golf right now. Right? As if Jordan comes back. Just, hey, bitches, you forgot about me. <laughs> yeah. C-Suite uh, is back. Uh, okay. Well, I think we covered cool. our golf quota there. Hey, Hilton Head next week. Hilton Head. Oh, God. We got, we got all kinds of good stories there. All right. Uh, enjoy the golf this weekend. Until next time, see ya. Cheers!
break, drop this and zip lock that. Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap. I remember nights, I didn't remember nights. I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right. Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper. The absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who